Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today we're going to be talking about money again. <laughs> As you might know, I have multiple podcasts on this topic, but I want to continue to talk about it because I want to normalize Muslim women making money. Not only making money, but making a lot of it and making it comfortably without any shame. This whole idea of wanting to make any amount of money should be de-shamed. <laughs> de-shamed? Is that a word? I don't know. We'll find out. So money inherently is not evil, but our ideas attached to it can be. Money is the circumstance. It's neutral. Think of CTFAR. And also, there's a cultural movement that it's okay for us to do something just for the sake of money. Not only is this idea okay, but it's encouraged. Especially when women these days are fighting for their equality in fair wages. They are told, you have all the right in the world to make any amount of money you want. And I completely agree with that, but I do not agree that you should make money for the sake of money. Every goal is heavily dependent on the why behind it. And when you are waking up at 5 a.m. for the 70th time, so you can get the kids ready and make it to work on time, Making money for the sake of making money is not going to be a compelling enough reason in your head to get you out of bed. Your brain will present, this is a dead-end job, they don't honor my skill set, I need a job where I'm appreciated, or other sentences of the sorts. So you need a stronger, more compelling why behind it. Simon Sinek, a very accomplished motivational speaker, in his famous TED Talk, How Great Leaders Inspire Action, he talks about this golden circle. Think about it as a bull's eye. All of these rings of circles stacked on each other have to do with accomplishing a goal. All of these circles consist of the reasons why anyone would want to achieve a goal. The outermost circle consists of the what, the middle is the how, the centermost value in the bull's eye shaped circle is the why. In one of his book he also says, the why is discovered, not created. The why is the emotional reason behind you getting up at 5 a.m. every morning, which gives you a compelling reason to continue to do it day after day. Other reasons are rational. So in other words, if we do not elevate our intentions, our why behind making money, we will end up worshipping money. And we know when we worship anything belonging to this world, it will leave a big gaping hole in us as a human. Humans are designed to seek submission. If you submit to money, your life and your deathbed will be restless. If you submit to the divine, both of your life and deathbed will be fulfilling, inshallah. If we replace money with the divine, there is never going to be peace in our hearts and mind. Having said that, you're allowed to make money. Not only that, you're allowed to make a filthy amount of it. You are allowed to make yourself financially secure by investing your money and letting it work for you. Elevating that reason of making money, first, from the most superficial, the what and the how, then to the deepest reason of why, finding out the emotional reasons behind it, is your job. The question becomes, how do you elevate your intention all the way to doing it for the pleasure of Allah? This is where the power of human creativity comes in. 
What does it look like for you to make money, a lot of money, being wealthy, financially secure, and doing it for the sake of Allah? That creative process, that innovation, that cognitive load is the work you're sent to do here in the world. In this increasingly capitalist global society, a mediocre product or service gets sniffed out very quickly. So the best way to make money is to help people get what they want, solve a problem, create value, and create so much of it that they're willing to pay you your asking price. And this is true in both business and employment situations. Create value for your boss, clients, customers, company. Create it in a way that they have no choice but to value you. The money will follow. Creating so much value does not mean working endless hours. It means working with Baraka. In my time management and productivity podcasts, I give you tons of ways to do that. Sheikh Suleiman Nadwi, a Pakistani historian and scholar who died recently in 1953, well, recently is relative compared to the usual scholars that I quote. Usually I quote scholars from the golden era. Sheikh Suleiman Nadwi, he co-authored a book Sirat al-Nabi and wrote khutbat madras In his works, he talks about hierarchy of intentions. This work was skillfully articulated by Muhammad Faris of Productive Muslim. And if you haven't checked out his work, please do so. MashaAllah, Muhammad Faris is doing a great job at the Productive Muslim. And he also wrote a great book titled The Productive Muslim and has countless other resources like blogs, articles. If you haven't already, go subscribe to his email list. So Muhammad Faris extracted this hierarchy of intentions pyramid from Suleiman Nadavi's work. What it looks like is, imagine a pyramid, broadest being at the bottom. All of these intentions describe the why behind your goals. The bottommost being the financial and worldly gain. Above that is for honor and reputation. The one above that is for the feel-good factor. The one above that is spiritual contentment. Above that is seeking paradise, and the top of the pyramid is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hierarchy means that our intentions are elevated the higher we move on the pyramid. The topmost intention being our goals being for the sake of Allah. In my coaching program, I simplify it a little further. I simplify it in only three tiers. The bottommost line of the pyramid being the self above being others, and above that being for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For me, these are the three main reasons why people do things in this world. The challenge that I'm describing today is how can we make money with our why being the pleasure of Allah, the highest level of intention. So I have a marketing coach. Her name is Simone Sol. She lives in South Korea, but her major clientele is from Western countries. The language she speaks is of many religions and traditions. And she tells her clients that in order for them to scale their business, they have to scale their ability to help. That is what she practices herself in her business. And she is a self-made millionaire. And that is what she teaches all of her clients. So the reason I mention this is because scaling your money up depends on your ability to provide value. Scale your value up you are going to automatically scale money. 
Service comes before money. I teach that. I practice that. I internalize that. Money is just a token of exchange of value. There is nothing fundamentally unspiritual about money. Just like there isn't anything spiritual about money. Money itself is neutral. How we see it depends on the quality of our thoughts. So when you want to create the desired result with a lot of money in the result line of the CTFAR, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, you have to trace back to see what thoughts you're functioning from. All thoughts lead to a result. A stigma against money originates from the socialization that wanting money means that you cannot be spiritual. When you subconsciously internalize that belief, your thoughts can never be high quality enough to generate value for money. Your result will always be low value. You will always end up devaluing yourself, leading to no money, leading to proving the belief that money is not for the spiritual. It's a self-fulfilling cycle. This is classic black and white thinking, which is a very common human bias. To be wealthy means you can't be spiritual. Just like we are socialized to believe that having negative emotions means we are low in our faith. Oh my god, that's just a no. It's just a bias of the human mind. These things are not mutually exclusive. So starting today, we're going to begin to question if you can be spiritual and make money. Most of the teachings these days is for you to be okay with making money just for the sake of making money, just like I mentioned before. You can make money just because you want it. Again, if you put something created, like money, as your primary intention behind your motivation, that you will always have unease. You will always be operating from a place of scarcity. Brain will offer you that there's only that much money to go around. If I make more, others can't make more. But if you detach yourself from the limited intention of making money for the sake of it, and instead be creative and be present with the cognitive dissonance that comes with asking the question, how can you create money with spirituality, with religion, with the will of Allah in mind? That is a much more productive question to be asked. And the answers might not come to you right away, but if you continue to ask yourself, how can I earn money for the pleasure of Allah, your brain will generate answers. Your intentions will travel up all the way to the highest tier of hierarchy of intentions. So when you're completely immersed in the belief system that you're making money for the pleasure of Allah, then you have detached yourself from the outcome of earning the money. Then you're providing service, value, for the pleasure of Allah. And this detachment is what attracts money to you. Because value and service is what the society rewards. And that reward system in today's token of exchange is money. So the question here isn't, how can I fight for equality in earnings as a minority, as a woman, a Muslim, a human of color? The question isn't, how can I make money just for the sake of money? The question is, how can I make earning money purely for the sake of pleasure of Allah? Now here, the evaluation process becomes very important because the socialized forces will easily throw us into a consumer mode, meaning underlying subconscious programming based on repetitive marketing 
and continuous social media messaging is that we make money to consume more and to have more, and thus tethering us again to the material world. This is a sure way to lose baraka and to lose sight of the bigger picture of the afterlife. In that case, just reevaluate yourself. If your intentions have gone off track, and then just bring them back very gently without judgment of yourself. And repeat this process as many times as you need. Do it for as long as it takes for you to solidify the neural pathways of the higher intention. It will take some time and repetition. But the more you repeat this process, the more you will come to understand that high quality thoughts and intentions will become your norm, inshallah. The hierarchy of intentions applies only to pure and positive intentions, of course, meaning you cannot elevate your thought process when you are trying to rob somebody or cheat somebody out of their money or providing a defective product or a suboptimal service and hoping that this could be for the sake of Allah. You cannot sell alcohol, cigarettes, explicit material and elevate your intention to make it for the sake of Allah. The dealings of the fair exchange of money have to be within the bounds of Islam. Then you can claim you're doing it for Allah. (laughs) And I mean, I had to say it because these days people do all sorts of things in the name of right intentions. So it's good to have that squared away. And let's just clarify that you cannot have malintentions, trample on the rights of others, and be pretending to do it for the sake of Allah. So the bottom line is that the hierarchy of pure intentions when it comes to making money will sound something like this. And none of these intentions are actually wrong. I'm making money to help me in this world so I don't have to be dependent on others. That's the level of self, the bottommost tier. I'm making money to help my family, to be able to give charity and help others. I'm making money to contribute to society at large to be a productive citizen, a contributing member of the global society. I'm making money so I can secure a good future for generations to come. Making money with planetary consciousness, making and using green products to save the earth. All of these are the level of others. And that is the second tier. Includes your immediate family members, people you personally know, friends, other human beings by extension, and the global welfare in general. So that's the second tier. The third and the highest tier is that I'm making money just for the sake of Allah. It is a form of ibadah that I choose to make money the halal way. I make money because I can, I'm able-bodied, I have resources and support, intelligence to provide value to the world, and I do that in the submission of Allah. See how for this exchange of service you're providing value without attachment? At one point, you're not even attached to the outcome of earning Jannah. You're just doing it as Abdullah, as a servant of Allah. This will definitely be without any attachment to the outcome of earnings. The complete and total internalization of this highest level of intention is the key to success. It might not come as naturally in the beginning if you're starting this process, but that does not make you wrong. Don't judge yourself. And eventually, it doesn't matter to you if money finds you or not. It doesn't matter if other people or your spouse appreciates you for the work you do or not. In exchange of the work you're providing, the only thing you're interested in is that Allah is pleased with you. And money will find you. When you detach yourself from the outcome is when the outcome finds you. 
This does not mean that you take up a minimum wage job with a skill set of an executive. I'm not asking you to let the corporate world abuse you in the name that you're doing it for Allah. Remember, if you let people get away with misusing their power, you are teaching them how to treat you. This is not an invitation for you to be a doormat. Don't let the higher-ups tell you to work insane hours when you can provide the same value in less hours, more creatively. For the sake of Allah does not mean to let people walk all over you. If your brain presented you with this obstacle when I was describing this concept, then realize that this is just another example of black and white thinking. How do you detach from the outcome of having any amount of money you wish when you elevate your intention to the highest level? Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah described it in very beautiful words. This world is like a shadow. If you try to catch it, you will never be able to do so. If you turn your back towards it, it has no choice but to follow you. Money, wealth, financial security will follow you, inshallah. When our souls are living in this body, on this planet Earth, it is tethered to the Earth. We have bodily needs. We have rights over others. So Allah gave us the freedom to turn every act of fulfilling these rights of the body and others into acts of ibadah by changing our intention behind it. So the creativity of our intelligence as a human being lies with what it is that we're doing that seemingly belongs to this earth, but we can elevate the reason why we're doing it to be only for the pleasure of Allah. When you start instructing your brain to think in those terms, your brain will find the reasons through the priming effect. Your brain will follow your command. And now, <laughs> I will stretch your mind more because at Islamic Life Coach School, that's what we do. How can you be a millionaire and be in complete submission of Allah? How can you be insanely wealthy, multi-multi-millionaire and only do it for Allah? And I will tell you that it's possible. Not only possible, that is the recommended path to take for you in earning multiple millions of dollars. When you are tethered to the money you need to make, you will always be clingy. It will sound like, I have worked four hours, but I didn't get my proper compensation. That is the mentality most of us are stuck in. I work a certain number of hours, I need to get paid for those hours. Believe me, nobody is paying you to be there for any number of hours. They're paying you for the value you're providing them. So when you show up with the intention that Allah will compensate me, you've gotten rid of the clinginess, that neediness of the money. Your boss, your colleagues, your friends will notice your work ethic, will notice that detachment, and value will pour out of you. And value attracts money like a magnet. So alhamdulillah, I am the main example of that. When I first got out of residency, I chose a rather unorthodox job. I interviewed a lot. I had multiple offers lined up, but I took an opportunity that was closer to home so I can be present with my family and fulfill their rights. I can't say I had my intention elevated all the way just for the pleasure of Allah. It is always a work in progress. I still work on it. But at that time, I took a job with someone who shared my values. Right out of residency, I did not get paid for six months after starting that job. 
there's a huge story behind it, but basically it had to do with me getting credentialed with insurance companies since I was brand new in the picture. And it's much easier to get credentialed when you're hired by a big company with tons of doctors. But in this job, it was just me and my senior partner working to get me on all the insurances. Alhamdulillah, my husband was working and providing, so it was manageable, and I was used to living on a resident salary. <laughs> so we were able to work it out. But what I'm saying is that I did not give into scarcity and fear mentality for those six months because I worked really hard. I almost worked the residency hours coming out because we were starting a business. I didn't ask, I'm working so hard, where's my money? I didn't give into the fear that it doesn't look like I'll ever get paid. I just provided the best value I knew how. And I still operate from that rhythm. Ten years later, now, alhamdulillah, I'm currently at the same job and our business is thriving, alhamdulillah. We have multiple employees in some capacity or another and I couldn't be more thankful because I have one of the most work-life balanced career. I am not saying what worked for me will work for you. I'm not saying walk away from money, work without money for months on ends. I am just saying stay curious, keep asking. Your wisdom will present you the answer. The desires of this world by definition will not satiate. Our job is to find the reason behind our desire and relocate it for the pleasure of Allah. This desire of you providing value with your highest intention puts your life on the track of Ihsan. Money itself doesn't come from bosses or businesses. It comes from Allah. All provisions are from Allah. The boss, the business, the service we provide are just vessels. They are the wasila for the money to get to us. Don't use this design to fall into victim mentality. If it's all from Allah, my provisions will find me. But rather use this design to detach yourself from the outcome. And the world will run to find you for everything you have to offer. Making money does not mean that you separate yourself from your fitrah. That is your one and only true identity, your connection to Allah. Step out of the black and white thinking. With that, I pray to Allah that He expands our provisions through our hard work and pure intentions. I pray to Allah specially that He expands my provision and yours and that of entire Muslim Ummah so we create an exemplary culture in the modern times, something that history might have never seen before. I pray for prosperity, wealth, and financial security for you and all Muslim women. I pray that Allah accepts my service to you with the highest intention. I also congratulate you for investing your time in this podcast because this podcast and my program are the steps needed for you to start creating the best quality thoughts behind the neutral object that is money. Please keep me in your duas. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.